Tonight, on the Midnight Train Essential Quarantine Week 5 podcast, we bring you a triple course meal of three surprise subjects. What will they be? Why are there no hints? So grab a drink, adjust your earbuds, turn the volume to 11. Since we say the word fuck a lot, parental discretion is advised. All aboard. Passengers, and welcome to season three, episode 11, and the fifth quarantine episode of the Midnight Train podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? Well, you guys know what that means. Come on now. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me is my co-host, the man who would love nothing more than to dropkick Baby Yoda. Mr. Jeff Butchko, how are you, buddy? Oh, you I'm, got, I'm got ready to dropkick some Yoda. <laughs> you you got your own applause over there, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's week five of the fucking quarantine. We're still on Discord, so we have little glitches here and there. So just bear with us. We uh we're gonna make this as good as we can, as we always do. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Of course it is. Absolutely. Because, because of course, the reason it's gonna be fantastic with us is the purveyor of the paranormal and the guy who puts the wang and wang chung, Mr. <laughs> Moody. How's it going, fellas? How are you, sir? Would, uh, I'm fine. I would like to, to take a minute to say that, um, honestly, I don't make anything better, but I appreciate that. Not in our lives, you do, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, Moody, I got a quick question, by the way. I have is, a quick answer. Is it, is it true? Uh, I've seen some hints and some evidence. Did you cut your beard? Uh, no, no, I did not. So you did not was, trim your beard? No, it was my wife, my wife being funny. Ah, uh, okay. It's you sit on a road of lies! <laughs> it is, uh, it's not going anywhere, so. Because yeah. we're, all, we're all like, wait, what? No, nah, it's not going okay. anywhere. That's the, fir- the first picture with, with uh, the, uh, the hair bands around it, and it was on the ground or whatever, I'm like, whoa, no way. And then I saw it tucked in your shirt. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, she, was, she was <laughs> like, just tuck it in. She's like, just tuck it in your shirt. It'll look funny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad. To, and listen, it's 420 today, folks, when we're recording this. Um, that is National Smoke em If You Got Them Day. And uh, I actually partook a little <clears> bit before <throat> this episode. And if I'm not mistaken, so did Mr. Moody. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is definitely correct. So this could either be a really funny episode or really bad. Either way, we hope that you guys enjoy our, uh, our, our 420 pot, <laughs> pot episode, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's a pot episode, or not, but whatever. To, to be, to be fair though, sometimes really bad is also really good. So this is very true. Very true. Okay. You beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we are just three goofballs and assholes that love history and just can't get enough of the mysterious. And we want you all to know how much it means to us 
that you are listening to this podcast at this very moment. Now, your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. And, and in saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Uh, you can say- <laughs> yeah, Jeff's got buttons again. Uh, you can say whatever you want. You can surprise us with whatever. Um, you can also find us on Spotify by typing the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar. And, uh, you know, just click the follow button and then you'll get each episode as they're released. So, all right. Let's turn on the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first of all, here's a toast for you, boy. I smoke two joints. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, it's 420, dude. My computer got high. What can I say? <laughs> oh, dude. After it, all of that bullshit, dude. It's so funny because all you heard was two joints. Two joints. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's well, music. Two right joints. That is absolutely hilarious. So if you guys are weed smokers, we hope you're having a good one. If you're not. Grab a drink and let's go for a ride. So as we leave the station today, we first head across the pond to London, England. The year is 1837, and England had its coldest recorded spring to date, where it got down to 43 fucking degrees, which, if you're from Ohio, you guys know that ain't shit. It was lower than that yesterday. Also, this is the year in 1837 where King William IX dies from heart failure at Windsor Castle with his bride, Queen Adelaide at his bedside. Now, since King William was kind of a man whore, none of his uh, 10 surviving children were uh, legitimate. And this meant that his 18-year-old niece, Princess Victoria of Kent, took the throne as Queen Victoria and sat there until she passed away in 1901. So she was uh, she was definitely queen for a long, long fucking time. And of course, everyone's heard of Queen Victoria, right, Moody? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sounded so confirmed in that uh, that response. That's that's great. I had, I had to think about it for a second. Right. So, but we're not here to talk about the Queen, Moody. All right. <laughs> Why uh, not? We're in, uh, but, but just because we're in London to grab a pint and talk about Spring-heeled Jack. Now, sounds great. Yes. Yes. So, who is this fellow? You <laughs> might ask. Well, in order for us to really understand the story of Spring-heeled Jack. We need to understand the fascination that London had with ghosts in the years leading up to 1837. So apparitions were walking along and causing all kinds of fucking problems for years prior, including to the uh, the Hammersmith ghost, which in 1803 and 1804 was reported in Hammersmith on the western fringes of London. It would later reappear in 1824. Now, another apparition, the Southampton ghost, you gotta love these names, Where'd the ghost appear? Southampton. That's his name. <laughs> we shall call him the Southampton. Where'd he come from? Cleveland. He's the Cleveland ghost. No. So he was uh, also reported as assaulting individuals in the night. Uh, this particular spirit's qualities resembled many of the characteristics of Spring-Heeled Jack. And was re- he was actually reported as jumping over houses and being over 10 feet fucking tall. So now I'm what? five. What? Yeah. I'm five foot nine. That is a... If I'm not mistaken, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's what seven six? Yeah, yeah. And that dude next to me 
Yeah, just saying. That's a that's a big motherfucker. So, Spring Hill Jack was an unidentifiable, uh, unidentified, yeah. <laughs> unidentified. Hello, weed. <laughs> <laughs> was an unidentifiable attacker that began fucking with the people of London in 1837. In his first recorded sighting, a servant named Mary Stevens reportedly walked to Lavender Hill when a, figu- a figure, la- Jesus Christ, leaped out at her, grabbed her, and scratched her with his claws. As she screamed in fright, she drew the attention of someone walking by and who followed in search for the shifty little bugger, but were never able to find him. Now, after this first account, a number of other young women reported similar sightings throughout suburban London. According to their earlier reports, the attacker was described as, quote, shape-shifting, a shape-shifting figure, ghostly in appearance, and with gloves in the shape of claws. As the rumors around London progressed for a year or so, the local press dubbed the assailant, quote, spring-heeled Jack. <clears throat> now, again... So, wait, did he have, like, he had, like, Freddy Krueger gloves on? Apparently. They, they, they were claws. I don't know if they were actually blades, but apparently he was wearing, like, huh. like gloves that had claws on it. But we'll, we'll get to him a little bit further because it seems a little bit more far-fetched than that. So, and, and again, just because we're over in England at this time period, and of course, this is uh, about 100 years or so after, or actually, uh, yeah, 150 years after... Um, uh, Jack the Ripper, it's not the same Jack, just so everyone is, we're on the same page here. Okay. Did that work that time, huh? Yeah, it was better, it was better, better. So, is it loud as fuck? It was super loud, yeah. Like, really loud? Like, pretty loud. Hold on a second, I, I just, I just want to, just bear with us, people, bear with us. But I think the weed smokers don't care right now, because if yeah, you play yeah. that song, they're like, yeah. Is it loud? It's loud. Like really loud? Yeah. Are you done? Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so most people thought it was just a little bullshit. <laughs> and and nothing more than exaggeration. <clears throat> and a spooky tale to traumatize children until the following year. Now, February of eighteen thirty eight found a young lady named Jane Alsop at the hands of Spring Heel Jack. She was at home when a knock at the door had her standing face to face with a man wearing a cloak, which I'm gonna punch you. Which, <laughs> which, wearing a cloak seems fitting for this time period, and I, and I personally, uh, I feel that we should actually bring cloaks back. Um, I, I just think wearing a cloak looks kind of badass. But anyway, as she answered the door, the cloaked man took off his cloak to reveal a tight-fitting outfit resembling white oilskin, which is just heavy cotton cloth that's been waterproof with oil, so it looks shiny. But it was very, very tight fitting. So, um, what was the fighting game? The guy had the big blades on his hands, and uh, oh, I'm trying to think of what is what it, what it was called. You guys have got to know Jeff. Come on, step up. What's the name of that I, fight? There's a lot of guys with blades on their hands. But he yeah, wore that. Doesn't really help. He wore be, that. Be. It almost looked like Edward Scissorhands, and he had like a, a really tight, tight, tight white outfit on. Baraka, Mortal Kombat. No. God, you guys are lame. Anyway, so <laughs> oh, uh, Assassin's Creed. No, what? I, I don't know who else has a white outfit. Uh, it doesn't heads. matter. All of a sudden, Jack took a deep breath and breathed blue and white fire into Jane's face and began slashing at her with his claws. Lucky for her, Jane's sister was home and chased the weirdo away. A man named Thomas Milbank was initially arrested 
and charged with the attack, but was never convicted because Jane insisted that the person that attacked her could breathe fire. <laughs> I swear to God, that's that's how he got away. Sounds to me like Jane. I would have loved to have been the cop showing up for that one. <laughs> it sounds to me like Jane was sipping on some of that green fairy juice, if you know what I'm talking about. I Yeah. Because, oh, he doesn't spit fire. Oh, he must not be the guy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so a short time later, an 18-year-old woman named Lucy Sales reported a similar attack while out walking with her sister. She claimed that the man, dressed similarly to the previous reports, jumped out from an alley and blew fire in her face. As Lucy soiled herself, the man ran away and was never identified. A few men were brought in for questioning, but no charges were ever brought forth. Now, a few months after these first sightings, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cohen, revealed at a public conference an anonymous complaint that he had received several days earlier, which he kept secret, hoping he could gather further information. The person who sent the letter signed it, quote, a resident of Peckham. And they wrote, it appears that some individuals <laughs> of the highest ranks of life have laid a wager with the mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And moreover, <laughs> that he, he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. <clears throat> the wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to the open door, this worse than brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl was immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, say <laughs> the papers <laughs> the papers are still silent on the subject the writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their finger ends but their interested motives are induced to remain silent yeah that's that's yeah that was pretty good right that sounded that just like, I, that sounded just I don't like think I, I don't think i understood any of that basically he's saying <laughs> this this motherfucker legit that's what he said at the end. Right. No, I, I got you. Yeah, to put it all together. Yeah, to put it all together, this motherfucker legit. Is he too legit to quit? <laughs> he, he might be. So hey, as, hey. <laughs> as time went on, more and more sightings of Spring Hill Jack were being reported, typically from younger women. The claims even reached as far as parts of Scotland, with the majority having the same details about the attacker. He wore a, a cloak, tight-fitting clothes, had red eyes and sharp claws. <laughs> oh God, those gifts. Later accounts have began to add more traits, like his being able to leap through the air over buildings. And one report even said he used his penis to swing through the air like some pornographic Spider-Man. Helicopter dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that last part wasn't true, but I just thought it, it fit in the whole thing. So sorry, folks, if you guys believe that someone could use their dick for that. And if you maybe they can. I don't know. I have never seen it. So the beginning of the 1900s saw a decline in the fear of spring Hill Jack, maybe due to the more and more outlandish abilities and sightings. His story soon turned into more of a folklore and legend than that of a real life threat. 
Some blame mass hysteria and simple ghost stories for the story of the, <laughs> the evil man with the red eyes and claws that could breathe fire. There was also a shit ton of paranormal explanations, including that he was, quote, an extraterrestrial being with a non-human appearance and features and a superhuman agility deriving from life on a high-gravity world with his jumping ability and strange behavior and that he was a demon, <laughs> end quote. What in the fuck is that? It's helicopter dick. Why are you showing helicopter dick right now? Because it's <laughs> You didn't think it was a thing. Apparently it is. It's weird. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Sure you didn't. Yeah. Dude, the, lo the Lonely Island taught us all about helicopter dick. You don't remember that song? I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. It's the yeah. uh, first gif I posted. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So, all right. So in talking about this guy and talking about this uh, crazy dude or whatever, not one person was ever charged for any of the attacks. So in saying that, was spring Jack a real monster that just happened to get away? Or was he a demon, an alien, or was he simply another of one of history's myths and legends? We may never know, but that's the story of motherfucking Spring Heel Jack. So what are your guys' I, thoughts on this? I think it was 420 then and everybody was on drugs. <laughs> that's what I think. How do you think the weed was back then? Cleveland Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown Brown, <laughs> see, seeds and stems. Got that swagger wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Indo smells more like outdo. <laughs> Janet Jackson look more like Freddie Jackson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, my friends, are Friday re references. So make sure you, if you haven't seen Friday, yeah. Oh, anyway. Wonderful movie. Absolutely, movies. I loved them all. I thought they were great. So. <laughs> Now, moving on, not many monsters of the of the folklore world have a name that translates into something awesome, okay? I mean, the Chupacabra translates into Goat Sucker. Kind of lame as far as having a name that strikes fear in the hearts of men, women, and children the second they hear it. You know, like, oh my god, a Goat Sucker! You know, it just doesn't really, <laughs> just doesn't really make my short and curlies tingle with fright, you know what I mean? So, but what about, quote, the evil spirit that devours mankind? That one seems, mm. yeah, that seems pretty fucking legit, right? Good one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And it's not just the, you know, the spirit that devours. It's the evil spower, that, or spirit that devours mankind, like all of us. Like, this dude has no predilections within it. So, who is this son of a bitch that has such a cool and straight-to-the-point badass fucking name? Well, he's the Wendigo. That's right, motherfuckers. From the north woods of Minnesota... The forest of the Great Lakes and all up inside Canada's guts is the legend of the Wendigo, also known as Wetigo, Wetiko, and Wetigo. Some sightings have referred to it as a monster with human characteristics or a possessed human that has monstrous tendencies. Either way, the Wendigo is said to have an insatiable appetite for human meat and for straight-up murdering fools with some ferocious-ass greed. You know what I mean? So he's a bad, bad motherfucker. So now, the Native American tribes of the Algonquin, uh, Ojibwe, Eastern Cree, Salto, or Salto, whatever, E-A-U-X, Salto, okay. Uh, West Main, Swampy Cree, the Naskapi, and the Innu have long since referred to the Wendigo as a big-ass <laughs> motherfucker. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a Wendigo, right? (laughs) I don't think that's not a Wendigo. No, no. I think that's just Bigfoot, but it's still funny. Yeah, it's still funny. Yeah, that's a Yeti. (laughs) Again, we're getting Uh uh, gifts over from from Jeff and Moody. So yeah, that's that's a it's actually a uh, a a Yeti with a pink boa on. That's what it is. So that's what's happening right now. It says feeling (laughs) saucy. Saucy. So they also say he was far bigger than any human and meaner than a junkyard dog. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. So that's a song. Yeah, that's right. Mad, bad, bad, Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn Who sings it? Your mom. Nope. You best Google it. I I, I honestly. Who is it? Fucking brutal, man. Do you know Moody? I'm not really even paying attention. What's going on? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh my god. It's Jim Crow. Uh, there you go. What were we talking about? Bad, uh, bad Leroy Brown. Oh, were you asking me who sang that? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You okay. knew that. You went no, to his I concert, didn't you? Oh. I wish. I like Jim Croce, man. I thought oh. there was pictures on your Facebook from his concert that you guys went to. No, no, no. So wait, he uh, he also sang, um, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Isn't that him? No. No, he sang the Wonder thing. Years theme song. No, that's not him. Get it. Oh my God, you guys no, are killing not. me. <laughs> that, was, that was Bob Christ. Dylan. That was Bob Dylan that sang that. No, he sang the Rainbow Connection. What? Rainbow Connection? No, that was Forrest Whitaker. No. <laughs> you talking about ghost dog? <laughs> All right, we're we're derailing. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So Forrest all- Whitaker, where did you come up with that? That's I'm so proud of you. That's like amazing. You're like in man. my head right now. Because he's the man. He's got that one weird eye. They're like he's good. I love him. Ghost dog. Remember Ghost Dog? <laughs> no. What? You don't remember seeing that trailer? That's no. a great movie, man. Oh, Have you God. seen the movie? I think it was like I went to go see The Matrix in the movie theater, and that was the preview. It was Forrest Whitaker as Ghost Dog, and he's like this ninja, blind black guy or something. I don't. Hold on, let me. Let me Dude, it's, a, it's a it's a solid yeah. flick, man. Here it is, Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai, nineteen ninety nine. Wait, what? Ghost Dog? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me. I'll give you a link. Um, I uh, know I found it. I I found it already. Yeah. Look at he's got the samurai oh, sword and the dreadlocks. <laughs> So wait a minute. Any, is he, is, anyways, is anyways. Uh, sorry, derail. All right, Moody's bringing it back. All right, sorry, folks. Come on, guys. Now I got to go watch Ghost Dog. Anyway, the Algonquin legend describes the creature as quote. And we're, again, we're talking about <laughs> the Wendigo here, not Ghost Dog. Um, the Algonquin legend describes the creature as quote a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. You know, okay. The hmm. Ojibwa describe it as, or Ojibwa, or as, ah, whatever. Um, it was. <laughs> Dude, I went through the gift search and I typed in Forrest Whitaker and Crazy Eyes from Adam Sandler comes up. That's so bad. All right. All right. <laughs> These people want to hear about the Wendigo, Jeff. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the Ojibwa, <laughs> they describe it as, quote, it was a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. 
Its breath was a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. Yeah. Well then. Yeah, so imagine, like, like if you guys want to know what this guy looks like, just imagine, like, Nancy Pelosi, but, like, far less scary. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's where she that, that he, he lies. So according to the legend of the Wendigo, it is summoned when some sorry bastard has to resort to cannibalism in order to survive. This was especially prevalent when uh, settlers and Native Americans had to resort to such measures during extreme winter months or when their food supplies had dried up. Now, remember back in our Thanksgiving with cannibalism? You guys remember that? Thanksgiving dinner? Yes. All right. Well, that shit actually happened quite regularly back then. And being stranded out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and starving to death could lead to your homie looking like a nice, juicy steak. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That is fucking hideous. So, anyway... So your dude looks good to eat, and all of a sudden, boom, Wendigo shows up and kills everyone. So I wonder if Jeffrey Dahmer, Albert Fish, or Andre uh, Chikatilo ever th- or like heard of the legend of Wendigo. Because if they did, you know, maybe things have turned out a little bit differently for those guys. You think? I mean, I would call that in court. Like, after they busted me, I would be sitting there, and they'd be ready to, like, you know, read the verdict. I'd just be like, Wendigo, Wendigo got me. That's, that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and by the way, for you people out there, which I'm assuming that most people who are listening to this podcast are also um, like serial killer enthusiasts and true crime fans. Obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer, Albert Fish, and Andre Chikatilo, they ate people. Just saying. So, some Native American versions of the Wendigo make mention of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that was once human, but had been turned into a monster by magic. You know how we love our magic, folks. Oh. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so descriptions of the creature do vary slightly. However, the Wendigo typically is said to have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, nasty-ass claws, and an abnormally long tongue. They're often described as having yellowish skin and other times said to be covered with matted hair. The Wendigo is said to have a number of abilities, including stealth, being a near-perfect hunter, knows every inch of its territory, and can control the weather through the use of dark magic. So it can do anything, basically. C- correct. Yeah. There uh, are also... <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? Moody posted Moody posted something. Oh, my. Is that... A... That's not real. Yeah. Ah, it's a snake lady. Ah! <laughs> oh, her tongue is so long. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, if she's not a lesbian, she should be, because she would get all the ladies. I <laughs> so the wendigo are also said to be simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation so they just can't get enough to fucking eat so cursed to wander the land the wendigo are said to be constantly looking to feed their carnivorous appetite for human flesh and if all the human meat snacks are gone it starves to death so the legend of the wendigo actually lends its name and this is a really cool thing that I didn't know about and when we get back from break, we're actually going to talk about this. All right. So don't leave. Got some really cool shit about the Wendigo coming up. All right. So we are back and we're talking about the legend of the Wendigo. So now listen, this is a really cool thing I found out about this. And uh, I really didn't know a lot about the Wendigo. I actually thought it was kind of like a uh, like a, like a Bigfoot or something. All right. And uh, 
I know, Moody, actually, this was your whole idea to bring in the Wendigo and Spring Hill Jack and the next topic we'll talk about. Um, did you know mm-hmm. a lot about did you know a lot about the Wendigo before we started? Um not particularly. I knew that it was uh more of like a, a native folklore type thing, but I, I didn't really know a whole lot about it. No. Okay. So the legend of the Wendigo actually lends its name to the medical term Wendigo psychosis, which is considered See, to be honest with you, I thought it was the Canadian version of Bigfoot. See, that's what I thought too. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Swear to I God. thought we went over that in the Bigfoot yeah, he, episode, didn't we? This guy is an entirely different thing, like completely separate. Um, so he actually lends its name to the medical term, the wind, Wendigo psychosis, which is considered by some shrinks to be a syndrome that forms an intense craving for human flesh and a living fear of becoming a cannibal. So they say that the psychosis is said to occur within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. You know, kind of like where we fucking live. Just saying. <laughs> so... Wendigo psychosis typically develops in the winter months and in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for a long-ass time. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Then, the person develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. People who have Wendigo psychosis progressively see others around them as being edible and fucking delicious. At the same time, they have an over-exaggerated fear of becoming a cannibal. So this is an actual documented thing. And we're going to go through a couple of these. Like people actually have had this uh, psychosis before where they believe they're becoming basically a cannibalistic monster. I had no idea about this. So that's, that's brains. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) the most common remedy when a person shows signs of Wendigo psychosis, well, this is back in the day, of course, was a curing attempt by traditional native healers. In some past cases, if these attempts failed, and if the afflicted person began either to threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocially, they were just executed. They were taken outside and, you know, bang, bang, or hang them up, whatever it was. So there have been reports of this crazy shit going back hundreds of years, all right? So legendsofamerica.com, it's a great website. You guys should check it out. Uh, On their website about this topic, they actually have a 1661 Jesuit relations document stated quote what caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake namely that the men deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the north sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner these poor men were seized with an ailment unknown to us but not very unusual among the people we were seeking they are afflicted with neither lunacy hypochondria nor frenzy but have a combination of all these species of disease which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger this makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women children and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite ever seeking fresh prey and the more greedily they more they eat This ailment attacked our deputies and, as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay in the course of their madness. So that actually came from like the 1600s. All right. So they're talking that that this thing happened. They went out to go talk to somebody and all of a sudden these dudes started freaking out and basically they just... I smoked two joints. (laughs) 
man. Way to break it up, Jeff. Way to break you it up. You got it. This is a comedy uh, co- podcast, folks. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> so anyway, these motherfuckers were out there getting hungry on some... They wanted some man morsel. You know what I mean? So... Another case of this wackadoo. What kind of movies are you watching? Oh, you know. That's the Lord of the Rings. Bad flesh is on the menu, boys. <laughs> so another case of this wackadoo activity occurred in 1878 when a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner suffered one of the worst cases ever documented. Now, remember, this is a documented case. Swift Runner was a trader with the Hudson's Bay Company who was married and the father of six children, which probably made him go crazy anyway. In 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. During the winter of 1878 through 79, Swift Renner and his family were starving along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation, and at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to the Wendigo psychosis. Though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson's Bay Company Post some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Instead, he killed the remaining members of his family and ate them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities of Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. So dude flipped his shit and ate his family. Do you think he felt guilty? That's why he confessed. Like it's a guilt. He couldn't live with it. I would assume. I mean, when you just had, you know, mom and dad or brother, sister, husband, wife casserole, you're probably not going to feel too good about it afterwards. Yeah, it probably wasn't good on the toilet either. I mean, think about it. Oh, ooh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So maybe oh, that's why he felt guilty, you know? Like geez. maybe he was like having poop problems and he's like, you know what? I just got to do the right thing. <laughs> oh, my poop has my wife's eyes. Oh. <laughs> so a Wendigo reportedly showed up a number of times near a town called Rasusu in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s into the 1920s. Each time that it was reported, an unexpected death followed, and finally, it was gone. Another well-known case of the batshit crazies was with Jack Fiddler, an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers fighting and defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by enemy shamans, and others were members of his own tribe who had fallen under the desire to usually asked by family members to kill a very sick loved one before they turn Wendigo. Fiddler's own brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson's Bay Company traders, the Cree, and missionaries were well aware of the Wendigo legend, though they um, often explained it as just a mental illness or superstition. Now, regardless, several incidents of people turning Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented in the records of that company. So this is like an actual thing that actually took place. And I had no idea about this. I was completely thinking that it was just basically Canada's version of a Bigfoot. That's what I thought. Yeah. Moody? Uh, yeah, I, I had no I idea. Think, are you sleeping? <laughs> oh, I'm not smoking. I'm actually trying to read about some. I'm trying to read some things on this and and listen to you. And, uh, I think it's funny though because you wouldn't be the first co-host that we had that fell asleep while we were doing this. Oh, true story. I it happens, dude. Okay, I'm just kidding. Just, all right, I'm just kidding. Sweet tits, calm down. All right. Oh, you oh. Sir, you're. 
Are you a snorer? Oh, God, it's brutal, yeah. Yeah, I snore a little bit, too. Apparently. I do, too. My wife just kicks me in my sleep, yeah. So, in 1907, uh, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. Jack committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. But, which is really fucked up, he ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before receiving the news that he was actually <laughs> going to be pardoned. Like, how <laughs> fucked up is that? Yeah, that sucks. That sucks! So, the frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century as the Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with West Western ideologies. However, Wendigo sightings are still reported, especially in northern Ontario, near the cave of the Wendigo, and around the town of Kenora, where it has been reported, uh, or reportedly spotted by traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. There are many who still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Kenora, Ontario, Canada, uh, has been given the title of Wendigo Capital of the World by most nut jobs. Sightings of the creature in this area have continued well into recent years. So they are still saying that they still see the Wendigo. So for all you guys out there listening, the Wendigo is fucked up. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. It is fucked up. So not it, only there's uh, Wendigo footage on a GIF I just posted. By no, the way. That's, that's a Bigfoot. Big that's that's Bigfoot pushing over a golf cart. That's not the same thing. No, that's that's a Wendigo. Did you hear him? He's like, "Hey, buddy." No, he'd be eating them. If that was the case. <laughs> what's this oh, a boot? He's like, "What's this a boot?" And he throws the golf cart over. Hey, buddy. Because <laughs> he's Canadian. Hey, guy. <laughs> hey, don't you know what's this a boot? Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. <laughs> Listen, Canadians up there, and I know we've got quite a few Canadian listeners. By the way, poutine is fucking delicious. Is that the fries and the gravy? Danny, oh, yeah. Danny's, oh, yeah. Uh, Danny's dad is Canadian. No way. Yeah, her, she's got like, all kinds of family up there. And she, her dad's What's her last name? Oh, his last name is Maurice. Maurice. Her last name is Moody now. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he put his, he, he put a ring on it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know you that you actually had your father in law was uh yeah, he's Canadian. Canadian. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well that that actually makes sense why they your entire family loves hockey so much. He did he had a mullet and he's got a glorious mustache too, so And a glorious mustache. Oh yes. we I spent a lot of time with the Canadian. He was our uh first drummer in uh Blackout Superstar. He was a funny guy. What a piece of crap. <laughs> he had some funny stories, though. He was funny, but that dude was a piece of crap. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll say what I want to say. It's our podcast. Fuck him. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> We're moving on to the third in our quarantine oh. mashup. Oh. What is it? Can we get a hint? <laughs> well, let's just say it comes from two of our most awesome listeners ever, the same state they're from. It is the Jersey Devil. <laughs> so the final stop on our mission. Oh, hold on. I have to stop real fast. Hold on. Time out. This last part was actually written by our good friend, Mr. Moody. And this is the first time I've allowed anyone to go in and actually write a script for anything. And so I hope 
that it's as amazing Ooh. as as I think it's going to be. But I also know that he texts like a third grader. So, if, <laughs> uh, if, no. So a funny story about that. Uh, I just went through and wrote everything, and I didn't really watch for uh, like errors or anything like that. And when I looked up to look at all the errors, uh, like half the screen was fucking red or blue. <laughs> It's all red squiggles. It was all like uh, uh, you go to hit autocorrect. It's like I don't know what the fuck to do here, bro. <laughs> most most right. of it was like grammatical shit. Like I forgot to space or put a period or something. Nice. I can't wait for this. <laughs> all right. So no, I, this I is actually. I have I've I've relinquished the reins to Moody to write this last part here, and so here we go. The final stop on our mission of the macabre takes us to the Garden State of New Jersey, also known as the Garbage State if you've ever been to Camden. New um, Jersey. It, begins <laughs> it begins around 300 years ago in the Pine Barren Territory on the East Coast. Now, the Pine Barrens are a unique feature in that they represent the largest remaining example of the Atlantic, Atlantic, excuse me, Coastal Pine Barrens ecosystem. It covers over 1 million 100,000 acres across seven New Jersey counties. It is mostly rural and undisturbed. Originally, the area was settled by the Dutch and the Swedes in the early 17th century. The English also claimed the land in 1606, and eventually the Dutch and the Swedes gave up their claims and rode out in 1664. The English started building ships in the area in 1688. They could not get any kind of agricultural foothold due to the poor soil condition. 1700 the year 1700 saw the beginnings of sawmills and grist mills and in 1740 the charcoal operations began in 1765 the iron furnaces began to open using bog iron mined from the bogs and rivers in the area the furnaces supplied arms and camp tools for the military during the revolutionary war and the war of 1812 in 1869 the furnaces went cold and that was essentially the end of the major industrialization of the barons the first Indian reservation in American territory, territory, I said that weird, territory. <laughs> <laughs> I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, um, was founded in the Barrens as well. As of today, forests have uh, reclaimed almost all traces of the industrial past of the Barrens. Ghost towns can actually be found throughout the Barrens these days, which sounds pretty awesome. It is out of this vast wilderness and early harsh industrialization that the legend of the Jersey Devil was born. Or was it? No. We'll revisit that later, though. For now, the gory legend unfolds in 1735. Mrs. Leeds is the woman who is said to be the unfortunate soul to be the beginning of this entire fucking mess. So there are two major versions of this story, the lame one and the awesome one. The lame one is that Mrs. Leeds gave birth to her 13th child and that the child was cursed due to the unlucky number 13. The story which we have here at the midnight train subscribed to however is much more brutal and entertaining the story goes that when mrs leeds found she was indeed pregnant with her 13 child she became dis disheartened because you know fuck man 13 kids you know what i mean like after 13 kids you know anyway um <laughs> yeah oh and uh her husband was a mean drunk that did nothing to provide for the family so upon the news the child oh sorry so upon the news of the child, she was said to have raised her hands to the sky and said, quote, let this one be the devil. Well, according, according to this version, Mrs. Leeds got her wish. 
According to one account, shortly after the birth, the infant transformed from a beautiful newborn baby into a hideous creature unlike anything the world had ever seen. Just it's like from, that. Just like just that. Like I mean, that. She, she that's, just that's, yells that's, it, and then poof, he's the devil. Because the devil, man. The devil comes out. You don't know. That's so the it's power. Sprout, that's right. It sprouted horns and claws. Oh, Leathery shit. wings unfurled from its back, and hair and feathers sprouted out all over the child. Its eyes grew larger and began to glow red. At this point, the creature decided to unleash hell. So it played an NSYNC album, and no, I'm just kidding. It turned on the mother. <laughs> it turned on its own mother, killing her, and went after the rest of the onlookers. It flew around, clawing, biting, and shrieking. It tore the midwives limb from limb and attacked others, maiming or killing them. It knocked down the door and attacked the father and sibling who were cowering there and killed as many as it could. After this attack, it flew up the chimney and into the barrens. Yeah, that's definitely a better story. You're, you're definitely right on that one, Moody. That's definitely. <laughs> I figured you'd like that one better. Yeah, that was definitely a better story. So after after this, would you don't do Jersey? Oh, just stop that! Stop! Ah! <laughs> oh no! That one's got to get posted oh, on the uh, Facebook. Yeah, you got to We're gonna post these. Is there any way to like like have this? We'll talk about it later. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So after this, it became known as the Leeds Devil and then the Jersey Devil interchangeably. There were sightings sporadically. Where did the Dirt the Devil come from? That's a vacuum. I know. Did that come from GIZ? I don't think so, but I could be wrong in that. Oh, okay. Because if Continue. that was the case, if, if the dirt, if listen, if a vacuum came from there, it might actually be clean. <laughs> oh, man. I was, so, waiting for uh, it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. So we can now stop posting cats against me. We can now go ahead and attack John on the forums, guys. No, listen. listen Have at they it. Know. Have at it. They, they live there. Just like we know Cleveland sucks, they know Jersey sucks. All right. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So, anyway, there were sightings sporadically throughout the 18th and 19th centuries. Unearthly whales were reported from deep in the forest and bogs. The slaughter of domesticated animals was, of course, attributed to the devil, all the while the legend was growing. Then, in January of 1909, for a week-long stretch, everything came to a head. With reports uh -oh. coming in from all you, you over the area. You cut out there for a second. Yeah, what? you cut out. You said everything came to a head, and then it went, it like cut out. <gasps> it, made me, it made me stop the word fuck? Is that what happened? It must have. Oh my god, dude! This is bullshit. You know what? I, I, I can because, help you. I can help you with that. Let me let me help you with that. Okay. Just, go ahead. What you got? You fucking asshole. Fuck. Crap. Motherfucking motherfucking badass. And shit fucking crazy. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I feel better about that. I feel better. I got you. So ev everything came to a head and got pretty fucking nuts. It started with reports coming in from all over the area in Delaware County about strange footprints in the snow through backyards, <laughs> under fences, and even on rooftops. These reports started people panicking a bit. The footprints were even reported in larger cities such as Camden and Philadelphia. Well, the panic spread and posses formed. Schools experienced uh, dwindling classes or just closed altogether in lower New Jersey and in Philly. Uh, mills were forced to close due to people being too afraid to leave their homes to travel into the woods to go to work. There were even reports that bloodhounds would refuse to follow the trails to find the creature. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you imagine a dog like, nope, nope, <laughs> yeah, nope. Like, fuck, fuck <laughs> it, I'm out. Yeah, nope, mm -mm, nope. No, I don't care how many treats you give me. Fuck that. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> so the creature was spotted in both Camden, New Jersey, and in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Police shot at the creature in both instances, but were unable to bag the beast. During that week, it terrorized people in two separate incidences. In, in is incidents incidences is it incidents or incidences? It's incidenti. That's not it. <laughs> Never mind. No, but, it is like that's multiple instances. Is incidenti? I don't. <laughs> anyway, there were two separate happenings in trolley cars. Attacked a uh, and they attacked a late night meeting of a social club. Slaughtered livestock. Had firemen turn their hoses on it when it was spotted on a rooftop and was caught trying to eat a woman's dog. She hit it with a broomstick and it flew away. And the dog lived, which is pretty fucking awesome. Good. So this Good. Is a, this thing's a little bastard. <laughs> so. While there has never been a stretch like this since that week, sightings and reports continue this day, or to this day, in, in the barrens and surrounding areas. You go out looking for it, here's what to look for. According to Weird New Jersey or... What? Wait, wait, wait according to New... <laughs> Moody Fingers! Oh, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine, it's fine, I got it. According to Weird New Jersey, our devil pal is most commonly described as having the body of a kangaroo, the head of a dog, the face of a horse, large leathery wings, antlers similar to a deer, forked a forked reptilian tail, and intimidating claws. <laughs> what the fuck? Can somebody please, if you're an artist and you're listening to this show right now, please draw this motherfucker. I want to see what this guy looks like. All right, again, body of a kangaroo, the head of a dog, the face of a horse, a large, large leathery wing, <laughs> antlers similar to a deer, a forked reptilian tail, and intimidating claws. What the fuck kind of jersey? You guys are fucking up out there. Anyway. <laughs> so today, despite the continued sightings, the devil has become a largely commercialized money-making juggernaut. Toys, t-shirts, books, and movies continue to be made and sold. And of course, the New Jersey Devils NHL franchise, and that's hockey, motherfuckers. Booty. Pew, pew. Yeah. That's why I right. put it in there. Yeah. So with all <laughs> all that mythos, <laughs> <laughs> so with all that mythos put out there, could this whole shebang be chalked up to some old school founding father trolling and general fuckery? There oh, is yeah. a, there is a good possibility. Remember earlier when I said we would re revisit another story? Well, here it goes. So Daniel Leeds was an Almanac publisher. He was married and had nine children. He was a Quaker, which means he had a lot of oats, right? And that what that means? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So he seemed to be going about his business and trying to make a living with his almanac and enter the man, the myth, the legend, poor Richard himself, Ben fucking Franklin. Franklin was also famously publishing his poor Richard's almanac at the same time and would take every opportunity to disgrace, troll, and generally talk shit about Leeds. Leeds had started to include it, started to include archaic Christian astrology writings as well as Christian occultism, mysticism, cosmetology. Co no, cosmology. <laughs> cosmetology. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that motherfucker's making. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> demonology, <laughs> and, uh, angelology, and natural magic, much to the dismay of the Quaker community and much to the delight of Franklin. Using this, and with the fact that they d disagreed on a lot politically, Franklin essentially talked a lot of shit and tried to undermine Daniel Leeds 
all so frankly could sell more almanacs. Now, after Daniel Leeds died, his son Titan Leeds, which is actually a really awesome name, inherited the almanac from his father. He continued to publish, and Franklin continued his attack on the family. He used a satire uh, writing involving bunk astrology to jokingly predict the death of Titan in an October, in, in October of that year. When he did not die, Titan called Franklin a liar and a fool for mocking him. Oh, shit, Franklin, Titan about to go toe-to-toe. <laughs> Franklin decided to up his game and claimed that Titan had, in fact, died like he predicted and was continuing to publish the almanacs as a ghost. <laughs> Franklin claimed Titan was resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment him. During all of this, Titan had begun to include the Leeds family crest on the mastheads of his almanacs. Now, the Leeds family crest happens to include a creature called a wyvern. The wyvern is a bat-winged dragon-like creature that walks on two clawed feet. This creature there... Yeah? What? A wyvern. That's... No, it's wyvern. Yeah, it's wyvern, like wiffle ball. Nope. Yeah. No, it's V. Yeah. No, it's not wiffle ball. No, it's wyvern. Shut up. <laughs> this creature bears a resemblance to many of the popular reports of what the Jersey Devil looks like. Franklin often referred to Leeds as the Leeds Devil. Remember what you talked about earlier. And between the occultism, including in the writings and the almanacs, the inclusion of the wyvern on the crest and the attacks from Franklin, the Leeds family became associated by many to devils and monsters. So evil creepy monster born from a cursed womb that ripped a bunch of people apart or a tale that started with Ben Franklin himself trolling the shit out of a rival almanac publisher to sell more of his almanacs. So Moody just posted a gif of Ben Franklin. It's pretty funny. It says <laughs> every painting of him. I've never, what does it say? I can't see that far. I've ever in seen. every painting I've ever seen, Ben Franklin looked like someone just stole his parking space. <laughs> so Ben Franklin is the OG of resting bitch face. Like, honestly, <laughs> Look at all his pictures. <laughs> that dude was, he was, he was a badass though. So now listen, in reading this, because this was what Moody came up with. It was Moody's thing that, uh, for this episode. This is awesome. And I'm hoping it's true. Is this true, Moody? Like what you found about this whole thing? What, the Ben Franklin thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That happened. That's fucking awesome. So it could have been just a complete smear campaign against the leads because he wanted his almanac to be more successful than his. Yeah, and then it's like basically like one of those like it's a story that just kind of took on a life of its own and got crazier and crazier, you know what I mean? Okay, so let's see. Again, let's repeat this, folks. Creepy evil monster born from a cursed womb that ripped a bunch of people apart or a tale that started with Ben Franklin himself just trolling the shit out of a rival almanac publisher to sell more of his own almanacs. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Which one sounds... First of all, which one sounds better? Second of all, which one sounds <laughs> more feasible? Because the better one, I know my choice. I would really like to hear what you guys have to say. Make sure you post on our social media and let us know about that. And that right there, my friends, is Spring Hill Jack, the Wendigo, and the Jersey fucking Devil. And we will be right back right after this message from one of our amazing sponsors. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, 
chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some Voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's Voodoo, V O U D O U X.com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. All right, and we are back. And of course, what would an episode of the <laughs> What the fuck is that? It's a Friday. <laughs> Tell me who she is. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. All right, just so you guys understand, um, oh my we're God. on Discord, and Discord has a bot that you can actually use in order for us to be able to talk to you guys right now and to make this episode and every episode we've done on it. And so his name's Craig, and Craig kind of gives us problems, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Moody posted a gift that says, "You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie." So when you were trying to get your settings right earlier, Moody and I were talking. We're like, "Why fucking out of all the names in the world, why Craig? Like, why is this bot called Craig? It could have been anything." And you think the guy's just like, "Craig, it's gonna be Craig. <laughs> it's gonna be Craig." So now everything tough. is Friday related when it comes to Craig. Absolutely, it's Craig. What's up, Craig? Craig, Craig yourself, fool. <laughs> Fat people need love too, Craig. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, of course, this is another quarantine episode. We are not together, but we are on Discord and we want to make sure that we're trying to be as as fruitful in what we do in our endeavors with you guys because you're listening to this right now and we thank you so much. But of course, my favorite part of every episode that we ever do is the one and only Jeff hates it all. All right, so big news, okay? Everybody sit down for a second. We're, we're making some changes, okay? We will no longer be doing Jeff Hates It All, okay? It's going to be a new segment, and I don't have a title for it yet. But we're we're going we're gonna to stop being negative, and we're going to start being positive from now on. What? Not, not like, not super positive, but we're going to go over things that I think are cool, or things that I, I you know, like, caught my attention. Like, oh, this is pretty sweet, you know? We're going to start doing that from now on. Because let's just face it. Everybody's in this fuckhole of a situation. You know, fucking families are, like, at each other's throats because they've been locked in the house with each other forever. People don't have jobs. They're stressed out. Money's First-hand knowledge, buddy. First-hand knowledge. Kids, kids are stressed out because they're not going to have school for the rest of the year. And they're not going to see their friends. Like, so it's fucked up everywhere. And I'm like, you know what? There's enough negativity out there. And there's enough things to hate. Let's let's start doing something like to give some laughs and some interest and and, and appreciate some things, right? I love it. I love it. All okay, right. So, so we're gonna change so, up. I don't know the name of it yet, but is this, we're gonna is this start like today. Jeff appreciates it all. That's not bad. I like that. Okay. All right. Let's see what we you got, go buddy. <laughs> okay. Right. So you know, there's a lot of famous couples in the world. I, I got to start with this, right? There's there's there used to be Brangelina. There used to be uh, Kim Ye, which is Kim and Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a new couple, a local couple. What? Yeah. And they're <laughs> blossoming in front of our eyes. Like, Who's it's, that? It's really touching to watch, and it's it, it gives me oh, a lot of hope for the future. Okay. So it actually happens to be uh, Moody's sister oh. and Moody's new brother-in-law. Um, I'm dude. dubbing them Musaw. Musaw. So it's, yeah, it's Moody 
because her last name is Moody, and Chainsaw. Right. So, you know, like Brangelina, they they are not Musa. Musa, right? I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so let me tell you a little story about Musa. It, it's so okay. heart touching. So, apparently, they must have had a date night during the quarantine, right? Right. And and they have these really cute pet names for each other, which I think is adorable. And I wish me and my girlfriend we need to come up with pet names and i think you and grace need to have them and moody you and your wife need to have pet names actually my, my wife has a pet name for me it's she does yeah it's called it's dickhead oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's well that's, my, that's yeah well let me tell you about romeo and juliet they have some really amazing names for each other so you got oh, God, sugar butt and you have sugar balls which i think is just the cutest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> smiling ear to ear right now because it's just so beautiful, right? Sugar butt and sugar balls. Sugar butt and sugar balls, right? I love so. it. Now, now who? No, just just a who's who? Well, obviously, Booty's <laughs> sister is sugar sister butt. Is no, she's sugar balls. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe chainsaw is sugar butt. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. That sounds. So, right. anyways, let's. Okay, back to the story. You know, it's a heartwarming story, guys. Really. So they're in quarantine together, and they're having a date night. I'm assuming. Right? I'm hold, on, this hold, hold on. Hold on one second. You guys know that I'm gonna have to fucking deal with this, right? Absolutely. Dude, you got like front row seats to the wedding, which I think is amazing. <laughs> but anyways, best man. <laughs> I'm picturing it like like okay, Moody's sister sitting there, and she had a long hard day, you know, at work, and. You know, Moody, I, I just picture Chainsaw. He comes walking in. He, like, goes to the coffee table, and he lights up some incense. You know, he sits down next to her and starts rubbing her shoulders. And he's like, you know, you had a hard day there, sugar butt. And she's like, oh, sugar balls, it was the worst. <laughs> you know, and so they're going on and on. And next thing you know, next thing you know, sugar butt's like, you know what we should do? And he's like, what's that, dear? She's like, we should learn Photoshop on our phone. And make ah, the guys. Yes. We should make the guys in the midnight train be the Tiger King guys. Yeah. And they, then they giggled and like they kissed each other on the cheek because they thought it was so like you know this is a great moment, man. I mean like it's just so heartfelt, right? Okay. So now, then, now hold on a second. Hold on a second. Pause real fast. Uh, and okay. for yeah. all of you that happen to be on our group, uh, the official group uh, that we have on Facebook, you guys have probably seen uh, what just talking about right now, and that is the uh, the Photoshop version of me jeff and moody being the tiger king and his two um um uh yeah gay they're gay his gay lovers and yeah so that's where we're at right now go ahead so i personally think this is like the birth of musa's first art and i i think it's great because we're going to see a lot more i'm sure so this <laughs> this gets posted and everybody loves it. Like, you know, there's emojis everywhere. Everybody's loving it. It's great, you know? Good times are had. So I thought, you know, I need to give back to Musa, the couple, right? Because they Correct. gave us this beautiful picture. I mean, that's a work of art. So right. I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I remember back in the day, back in Blackout, when we were touring and Chainsaw was our driver. He drove the bus and he was like security and pretty much... The meat of the group, right? Right. So at one point, uh, it was after a show, I was outside, and he came up and he had tears in his eyes. And I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? He's like, you know, I, there's a lot more to me than people know. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, I have music talent. And I'm like, really? He's like, I wrote a song, but I can't play any instruments. And I said, well, 
bro look no further i am your guy and he's like you would you would write me a song and i'm like absolutely (laughs) so we got on the bus and i had my laptop and my whole portable studio get up with me and we got a track we cut a track so i actually found that track and i know i know that sugar butt hasn't heard this so i'm hoping you know this just brings out more love and it just blossoms musa into a whole nother level so oh, i'm gonna play uh i'm gonna play the track for you guys hopefully it doesn't uh, cut out if it does john you can put it in post but you got uh all i gotta say before real quick before i play this musa uh don't ever try and troll the troll i'm the king <laughs> uh-oh Andy. Christmas tomorrow. Handy. Oh, come on, dude. All the expensive things you could ever want. <laughs> to sleep now, all of you. He's such a pure boy. Handy. Handy. It's drafty in here. Give him a nice big piece of my mind. You shall have all the pretty little iPads. Wow. Handy. Handy. It's drafty in here. Handy. Handy. I have no doubt. So next time you want to put my face on a fucking Tiger King picture, be ready to rumble. That's all I got to say. So I hope you enjoy your candy song, Sugar Butt. I hope you like it. I hope you 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 find this new talent. Your man, he, he is a talented musician. That's for sure. So that's that's what I got for this uplifting, positive. Uh, Jeff appreciates it all, right? That's right. Yeah. So that's what I got today. <laughs> Oh, I I do have uh, to say, I thought it was very hilarious that she she oh, made that, damn. and I was gonna get like more brutal and like do something, but I was like, you know what? I I love I love those guys, and but I'm glad that Jeff, you brought that amazing song, that I'm sure it was like number one in like Botswana or, you know. Uruguay or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those are like I was just looking out for my bro. Like he had like I said, he was so upset because he just couldn't write a song, but he had all these lyrics and he could sing. And I was like, I got you, man. Let me take care of you. You know? And I put that away for a long time for a special occasion. And I figured, you know what? Now's the time now's the time, right? So what I think should happen now is that since the gloves have officially come off (laughs) (laughs) i cannot wait to see the new pictures and gifts that you guys make i think it's amazing and i love it i don't care i love it i thought it was hilarious i just didn't like that i was not the tiger king and that at least i was the cute guy that's all i'm saying (laughs) moody was the guy on the ground that yeah, but I was the guy that I, killed himself, wasn't I? I don't even know. I don't even know who I am. I've never, still never seen. I, I've never watched the show either, <laughs> so I don't. I have no idea what it is. Uh, but we love you guys, and thank you so much for posting that stuff. You should make more of those. And if you're out there and you got a little bit of Photoshop uh, savvy in you, make some pictures, make some gifts, throw them up there because our group is fun. We have so much fun on there. Um, <laughs> we did. 
you know, and, and listen, and even to uh, we had a listener from up in Canada that actually uh, posted something yesterday uh, about the uh, that shooting that took place recently. And as much as that wasn't, you know, what we normally do as far as whatever, he he brought something to light. And I was actually super appreciative of that because, like, you know, I follow all this. It doesn't matter if what, what it is. I follow all the craziness that's happening in the world right now. And I'm super glad that he did. And unfortunately, I guess there was a guy up there that dressed up like a, a royal mounted police and killed a bunch of people and shit like that, which is fucked up. But guess what? He died. So fuck you. And I hope you burn in hell, you son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> hey, can, on a side note, can we get candy as a ringtone or, or downloadable on the site? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make yeah, Beautiful. We'll, we'll, we'll have it available here in the next week or so. So now listen, all you beautiful dark passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us. Talking about Spring Hill Jack, the Wendigo, and the Jersey Devil. We decided to throw all three of them all at once because we're in quarantine and we're all going fucking batshit crazy. So anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of little tidbits that you won't get anywhere else. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise, which, by the way, we've had quite a few people buying some merchandise recently, and we can't thank you enough. And we're going to donate 10% of every sale to the National Association on Mental Illness, all right? Because mental illness is not a joke. You know how we always say this. So also sign up for our group on Facebook, like we were talking about earlier with all the gifts and the pictures and stuff, because it's just an awesome chance for us to to talk to you guys outside of the podcast and it's great to wake up to see all this craziness and you guys talk about stuff but please don't feel like you like again we, we were talking about uh mcleod and i can't i'm sorry if i don't have his name in front of me right now but he, i know his uh his 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 name on there is mcleod something um thank you for bringing that to our attention uh talking about the the tragedy that happened up in canada and please send us stuff like that we uh, i i love news and i love learning about things and talking about things we all do and you know again we we will discuss it you know it may not be the most happy thing in the world but listen life's not always happy right so make sure you're signing up there you guys can go check it out you can there's a link in the description and don't forget to send us your cards your creepy shit whatever it is you guys want us to have in the train station once this whole thing comes back to fruition hopefully not. soon because we got yeah. we got so much cool stuff now that we haven't right. got to use yet like you know right production wise right so. not only that but we sound like we're talking through a fucking telephone which sucks yeah you know what i mean so but we're doing what we can right now folks and uh you can send all that stuff to the midnight the midnight train podcast p.o box 38206 olmstead falls ohio <laughs> that's o-l-m-s-c-e-d falls ohio <laughs> Four four one three eight. What in the fuck are you guys looking at? This is Stone Dog. Look at him. And listen, people keep asking how they can, you know, help us and just, you know, what they can do to support us or whatever. The best. The best. Oh my God! Really? Nice. Jesus. These guys are sending gifts back and forth. Well, honestly, the yeah. best thing you guys can do is subscribe <laughs> and rate us on your favorite podcast platform and on our YouTube station. Like, go over to YouTube, and I know we haven't posted anything recently, but, like, we've been quarantined, and it sucks. Um, 
And just let everyone know about the Midnight Train Podcast because you guys are amazing. And word of mouth is the only way we're going to get more passengers in this train to continue to bring you weekly episodes. Now, hey, John. We've had a lot of, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, next week's hint? Next week's episode. Now, yeah. I, I, we, we were getting there. And and you just <laughs> literally. I <laughs> <Are> U-turned. <you> <laughs> You just jumped out like, hey! Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh my God! You almost gave it's four twenty. What do you want from me? Next week's episode is going to be about weed. Is it? <laughs> We're going to be too late, though. No, I know. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be about weed at all. No, you know what? Next week's got to be May May the fourth. May the fourth. We should yeah, do Star but, Wars. Yeah, but what are we going to do about Star Wars? There's really no. I actually had a really good, really good one I wanted to do. So next week, I think we're going to talk about the one and only, and this also goes with Moody because this is something he wanted to hear. I think we're going to talk about the one and only D.B. Cooper. If you guys don't know who nice. D.B. Cooper is. He's in the Cooper, Kid Rock song. Did, what? <laughs> <laughs> the D.B. Cooper and the money he took, yeah! <laughs> How did you know that lyric? What are you oh talking about? God. How did I know that? I didn't know that. I'm almost I knew 40. It. I knew I, it. Of course I know fucking Kid Rock is. Oh, my God. So D.B. Cooper was <laughs> a guy it. that stole a shitload of money and fucking disappeared. Nobody knows who he is, what he is, where he went. Nothing. Except so Kid Rock. Gonna, yeah, apparently. Or, or do they? Or, or do they? So we're going to talk about D.B. Cooper next week. If you guys don't know who D.B. Cooper is, wait till next week. Don't Google it. Don't fucking do anything. We're going to fucking talk about him right here on the Midnight Train Podcast. All right? Also, also, should we launch the questionnaire on Facebook? The Q&A. Well. I was thinking the fans could post. We'll make a, we'll make a master post in the forum. And then they'll comment with all their questions, and then we'll read them on air next episode, like at the end or something, and answer them. Okay. Okay, we could do that. What do you think so about that? The, I love it. I love it. All so right. at the end of next episode, we're going to have a Q&A, and we're going to post something up on our social media. Um, however, you're going to have to sign up to our Facebook group, not the page, the group, in order to be able to ask your questions. And it could be the lamest, dumbest question in the world. We're still going to answer it. And keep because, it on the post if you guys can, just so the whole there's not yeah. like a million posts. Keep it on the one post that we post. Right. Absolutely. So next week, uh, just pin the Cooper, post at the top of the page or whatever. Yeah. 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 These are things we could talk about later, guys. Okay. <laughs> you know what, dude? <laughs> Fuck this. Fucking uh, asshole. Crap. <laughs> Motherfucking. Motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, next week, D.B. Cooper and a Q&A, at least part of the Q&A. We're going to throw some of it in there. It might become a segment, you know, like Jeff. He's he's having a change of heart. He's no longer the hateful guy. It was Musa. Dude, Musa's art, like, literally inspired me to do good things in this world. I'm a changed man. <laughs> so listen, we want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you are staying safe out there. Stay six feet from people, whatever it takes. Fuck it all. You're listening to what we do. <laughs> Hopefully you're having fun. You're laughing with us. Stay safe out there. And passengers, as always, from Moody, myself, and the one and only Jeffro, a.k.a. Jeff. By the way, we call him Jeffro. 
So yeah. you guys know. <laughs> we want to say on behalf of the entire The Midnight Train podcast team, thank you guys so much for listening. And of course, choo-choo, motherfuckers! Fuckers. Fucking asshole. Crap. Motherfucking motherfucking badass. <laughs> and the shit's fucking crazy. Fuck. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> Which is a pretty fucking spooky Ooh. book, too. Fucking hate you. Shit all over the place. Spooky shit. Sure. God damn Twilight. it. Fucking hate both of you. Jesus Christ. Fucking, fucking creepy ass. Fucking, fucking knee. You beautiful bastard. Fuck Superman. Fuck Superman, that motherfucker. I don't like Super- him. I'd like to cut some shit up with a creepy, brilliant fucker. Fucked. Fucking prick. Little fucking. Ooh, I never wanted to just jump through a screen and punch somebody <laughs> right in the fucking head. What the fuck? Badass. Bunch of bullshit. Oh, that's fucking fucking goes ape shit. Fucking amazing. Fuck you, you little shits. <laughs> or big shits. Fuck bullies. I hate them. Go what the fuck. <laughs> fucking crazy. Fucking love you. Everyone that ever fucked with her. Even people that didn't fuck with her. Scary as it fuck. If you really want to fuck your kids up, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Scary shit. Fucking kids. Just fucking watch okay. it. Like a fucking toaster. Easy fucking grill by a bunch of assholes. Holy shit. Beat the fuck out of themselves. Fucked me up. Yeah. That Fucked me up. She was all fucked yeah. up. Yeah. She's progressively losing her yes. shit. Spooky shit. Spooky shit. Anyway, motherfucking creepy ass and shit like that. Fucking choo-choo, motherfuckers. <laughs>